What is going on? This is Michael Hacker with the Hacker Outdoors podcast. Today I'm joined with the one and only Reneal Alcordo. I've known Neil for quite some time, and I thought each of you would benefit from hearing his story about constantly challenging yourself to grow as an individual and do some cool things along the way. He calls it finding your humanity. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave us a comment, a like, and without further ado, I give you Neil. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Reneal Alcordo is my guest today. As you can see, he's joining us from the man cave. Um, (laughs) We got a campfire going back there. Um, (laughs) That way. Um, How's it going, man? Thank you for joining it's great man again thank you for having me i mean the first time we we did this it was pretty good but um we got uh some technical difficulties right (laughs) well yeah that was very unfortunate i think we had a a great it was almost like a two-hour conversation of just amazingness just going at it you know like and just talking about some really good stuff and i think we'll repeat it again today you know oh I, i have no doubt in my mind i you know so you know, we'll dive in a little bit into our relationship and how we know each other. But um, you know, we have a lot of similar likes, I'd say, and a lot of uh, crossover between what it is we do and and what we're trying to accomplish in our lives. And I definitely vibe very well with you. Um, the rest of the gang, unfortunately, could not make it today. But um, the goal would be is is that we'll record tomorrow as well and kind of jump into some other things with them as well. So. Um, you know, it, Neil is a content creator. He is, an, I would say, an avid outdoorsman, an explorer, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and most recently, you got into motocross, which is yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was unexpected. I got a story for that. <laughs> well, let's let's start with that, if we can, because I'm, I'm intrigued to even hear about this, because I, I knew you said your sister was into it, and then one day you sent a video, and you're like, dude, look what I bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well this goes back let's go let's go back like uh 10 years ago and let me give you at least my mindset with all this stuff um so i'm a physical therapist assistant licensed in the state of new jersey and uh, i see a lot of injuries and i see a lot of accidents and i've seen a lot of motorcycle accidents and when i was 21 um i said i'm never gonna get a motorcycle it's just dumb like People are getting hurt. I treat too many patients. I've seen broken bones. I've seen people just have bad, bad time with recovery. And it just scared me. And, you know, I I did want one, but just seeing people in injuries, it just put me off. Fast forward, right? Keeping that mentality. My sister follows in my footsteps and she becomes uh, a therapist also. So the moment she turned 21, she got a motorcycle and I was livid. I was like, I don't know, 20-something higher 20s at the time and i was like that's stupid you're gonna get hurt blah blah blah, blah. so she finally builds up the courage to leave the uh the motorcycle in our house and my parents text me did you hear uh nikki got a bike and i'm like yeah i know so i come home and i'm talking to my dad and the bike is in the garage and i'm you know my dad is actually intrigued he used to ride like cy- more cycles back in the day so he uh he's like you know, he's cool. He wants to ride it too. And he wants to put my mom on it. And I'm yelling at him. I'm, I'm giving him my, my peace of mind. Like these are death traps. These are good. This is stupid. Why do we have it? And after he lets me um, bitch about it, he looks at me and he says, you want to ride it? You want to get on it? And I looked at it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ride it. Of course, dad. What do you, what do you think? 
We open up the garage. I sit on it. Five minutes later, we're we're ten minutes deep into looking at Harley's. <laughs> so, oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, so I take back my uh, my word on that, you know. But so fast forward, I, I didn't think anything of it. My sister and her, my sister is in like this whole uh, motocross motorcycle thing. She does like tracks, but oh, in Pennsylvania and whatnot. <laughs> always trying to invite me, and um, her her boyfriend right now is actually uh, a, a bike instructor for the tracks, and he. He does all that that stuff and he competes and uh they just one day they're like we're dirt biking you're coming out and i'm like no nah, i'm not like I'm, I'm too old for that shit like i just turned 32 um that's not for me uh i stay over their house in, in uh connecticut and they're like you're gonna buy this motor you're gonna buy a motorcycle by the end of this week and you know i just turned 32 so i usually i would i would like say yeah i'm down for it but as you get older you have like a layer of protection where you're like Ah, uh, maybe not, right? But with me, it's very fickle. So I have one layer of protection. It's as thin as paper. If you push through it, you're going to poke through it. I'm going to end up doing what she asked me to do. So that weekend, they're like, you know, you say that, but once you get on it, it's different. I sat on the motorcycle, found the uh, dirt bike. I bought it. <laughs> one, one layer of protection. I told them, no, I sat on it. I bought it. I was like, if, we, if I don't buy the gear now, I'm not going to buy this from you at all. So, so I bought my sister's old bike and that's the way the story goes. And then I got into, um, into dirt biking and the first day, the first day was uh, harsh. I don't know anything about, I've never rode a motorcycle. I've never uh, thought or cared about being on that kind of stuff. I, I, I do, I do use like a one wheel for fun and everything, but I never thought I'd go into like an actual dirt bike or motorcycle. So um it's funny the first day they we went out it was snowing and there you know we had planned to go over to uh um pennsylvania on a on a track on a, uh it was like acres of just like dirt bike track <laughs> and i don't know anything so this is all new to me so they bring me it's just the three of us my sister her boyfriend jeff and myself and you know they bring the bikes out and we go out he go uh jeff goes out into the beginning and he comes back he's like this is a shit condition there's literally snow on the ground and i don't know if you ever dirt bike before but there's it's rocks dude it's like it's like hiking it's like yeah it's not it's not like fun it's not for the well it's fun but it's not for the uh the lighthearted right so, <clears throat> me there is there's a bit of a of an adventure in me there's a big bit of adventure in me and i'm like yeah fuck it. like i don't know let's just go so he, I double dutch on him. I'm holding him like this. We're riding. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. My little sister is like about, I don't know, like 20 feet back. And uh, mind you, Jeff is like, uh, this is his whole life. He does this, you know. Yeah. So I do this, and I don't know how, how, how I'm supposed to hold him. So I'm like, I'm hugging him. I don't know if it's appropriate. I'm just <laughs> so he, you know, he goes fast. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, let me hold him. <laughs> legs are up it's like whatever uh, it's this really nice uh, patch to go practice on and first day was awesome man i kicked ass from what they said you know and i was roosting people i was like oh and this is with snow and, and with wet and with we were the only people up there some atvs came up so like uh jeff and nikki i don't know if they're blowing smoke up my ass and my head's getting big but they're like if this is how your first time doing dirt bike is all you know is hard when you actually dirt bike on normal circumstances is going to be super easy. And so I said, I agreed. I thought I was doing really great. So on the second try that we went same condition, it was snowing again. <laughs> I was clutching. I was revving. It was, it was, uh, 
it was an interesting experience. So I'm a dirt biker now. I, you know, I have to say it's, um, you don't hear very often about people in our age brackets, we'll say, right, over 30, taking on new hobbies, and especially when it comes to sports and action sports, right? Like, I, I think there's something admirable there that you, you've you gone on to take it. I, I've never ridden dirt bikes. I've done ATVs, four-wheelers, um, and the three-wheeler one time, which I did not enjoy. Uh, the four-wheelers I love. I love ATVs and quads. I... <laughs> I would love a dirt bike. I would love to ride a dirt bike. I, it's one of those things. I, I have no interest in riding a motorcycle on the road. I know that I almost died daily here in New Jersey driving my car. Um, <laughs> so driving a motorcycle on the road is not one of those things that is high on my list. But I I applaud you, man. Like that's oh. Most people don't have it in them to, to try new things. And I think if you're not progressing forward, we were talking about it just over an hour earlier today and we were kind of talking about progressing and not standing still and and that's part of it is, is keep challenging yourself and i see this with you constantly you challenge yourself you bring yourself to somewhere new and you're saying well what can i do better what can i how can i put myself out there more and grow as a person and you know in a lot of cases a lot of things you're doing is outdoor i mean you you we're talking about a little bit earlier. Um, we'll pivot a little bit and get into this. You, you're an avid, well, I'll say an avid weightlifter, right? Yes. Um, we've been, you know, in this kind of circle of, of people that are really into fitness for, for a long time. Um, you know, you trained me for a little bit as far as what to do and, and diet coaching goes. And I had never been so ripped in my entire life than when I was on your program with a relentless aesthetics. And um, still to this day, I mean, like those, that was the only time frame that I had sustained abs was doing your, your project, but you were saying that you're training for a bodybuilding competition. And, and this just goes to speak volumes. I mean, you, you know, once again, dirt biking, right. It's just a small little facet of what it is you're trying to do here, right? You're trying to live your life, experience new things. And then at the same time, you're saying to me th this like afternoon, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I'm going to be a bodybuilder. I'm going to go into a competition sometime in the near future. And you say like, that doesn't normally happen. So I, that is very, like, very, very, very like optimistic and for people who are looking up to someone or trying to look up to someone i mean look no further than neil i mean this is classic what you should be striving for as an adult if you can right. don't sit don't sit at home don't you know throw on the office for the five millionth time like we all want to do trust me we all want to do it go out and try something new and i know it's hard but you're doing it so tell me a little bit about this bodybuilding and you know it doesn't really go into the outdoors we did talk about fitness for the outdoors and how important it is brian and i um staying in shape and um being ready for whatever the outdoors throws at you but bodybuilding is a whole nother aspect of that what yeah why bodybuilding and why now right man that's thank you that's like that is it's to be talked about or thought about like that is like a blessing you know um i don't i don't try to do things to uh to to get accolades like that i think really a lot of the things i do is because my soul is curious and i want and and i know with anything, you got to put work into things. So I just kind of hide away and do my thing. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, I got this new thing I'm doing, <laughs> you know, um, bodybuilding uh, on top of everything that I do. 
it is the main thing that I, I that that speaks loudly in my heart. Um, uh, there's something about fitness, just in general, that I think uh, anybody can agree with is when you are bettering yourself in any way, it, it requires work. Um, and for me, bodybuilding is just so, so finite. You go to the gym, you put work in, you rest, you recover, you eat and results, right? So if you take that down to a, a, a simple, into other aspects of your life, it's the same thing. So bodybuilding has always been a core training has always been a core in my in my aspect and it's helped my me grow as an individual 32 years old now um and in my head i call myself a bodybuilder i don't call me i'm not uh, like you know i'm not a powerlifter i'm not a crossfit guy i'm not a, a, a sprinter i've always thought of myself as mechanical I'm, I'm a bodybuilder because i'm i'm accessing my um myself and that's kind of why i got into physical therapy also but why bodybuilding it's, it's been with me for a long time i think i'll be honest with you the uh, original superficial thought of being a bodybuilder natural by the way obviously i'm not like this like hulk of a man i'm i'm my size but you know as best as i can be but uh the superficial reason was i wanted to look like brad pitt from fight club <laughs> I think I think when when we Brian and I talk about weightlifting and we say what is like the ideal of what it is you'd like to look like it is Brad Pitt in Fight Club. I don't I mean, know why he's like universal, you know, like guys just yeah. like I want to look like that. And on the quest to be like that, you do everything that you think is right, you know, everything that um, <laughs> the world says. This is how you do it: diet hard, work. Out. And then you start realizing, damn, there is a deeper level to this. So in my head, if I want to look like him, I should probably um, follow people that are doing it better than him. So then I could overshoot my goal to look like that. But then, you know, in actuality, I, I hit there, but I'm going for a higher goal. That was just my mentality. Let me shoot a little further up. I'll hit my goal easily, but I'm still working for something harder. So in order to look like Brad Pitt from Fight Club, I discovered bodybuilding. I discovered that, oh, this is how you transform into these big, these big boys. And, you know, this is back in the early 2000s. So we didn't have internet like this. We didn't know that um, <laughs> it was steroids. We didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 we, we didn't know there were steroids? No, there were steroids. We we knew we knew of steroids. Well, let's we'll we'll say that we didn't like. I didn't know anyone who took steroids, right? I didn't. It was always the joke, like when you would go into a gym in the early two thousands, right? Like at that cusp of you know when we started really getting into it. Even myself, it was like you go into the gyms, you look at a guy, and sometimes you joke and you say, "Oh, that guy's on steroids." There's no way he looks like that naturally, right? but you know, Silk Road didn't exist where you could buy drugs on the internet. Um, you know, and things like that. But yeah, I, I agree with you. We were definitely less informed. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you, but we were definitely less informed about what's really going behind the scenes. Yeah. And these magazines, these that I, I used to borrow, steal, and, and hoard, I would attach myself to each paragraph. Oh, uh, superset these and do this and eat this program, and you're going to look like that guy in the magazine. And that's complete horseshit. <laughs> when okay. you actually go through the real thing, you end up my size, your size, but you just get lean and you get fit and you get proportionate. And then when you want to push to a, 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 like a professional competitive league and you're going for those prizes, the prize monies, like 50,000, 100,000, 400,000, Mr. Olympia, then those are like the reality is now we know steroids. You know? Yeah. So I don't want to do steroids, but uh, so no. that led me into more of, of like 
bodybuilding and, and, and mastering. And then, uh, you know, segueing off of this too, I, I could only do so many dieting techniques for myself um, that I needed to expand my knowledge. So I thought, let me start coaching people and I could experiment on people. Like you were one of them. <laughs> so it's like, oh, what happens if you didn't like uh, squat this for this and eat this after that and this? And then your results and your data would go into my head. I'd soak it in. And then every time somebody would or myself would go through a troubleshoot, uh, here's an answer. You know, Mike went through this or Brian went through this or, or Sham went through this or uh, Cheryl went through this or uh, man, all the clients that I've worked with, it's just now there's like this freaking database in my head. And the goal was to get that database. So eventually, like this year, when I decided to compete and to, um, to document the com competition phase, I have all the answers to the problems that I probably will face. Probably. Right. You know? And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where that's been going. Well, I think it, it speaks volumes once again, when, when we start to talk about, I think you and I parallel a lot in this and a lot of people who listen to this, I think will as well, that there's a beauty in doing things the hard way, right? And I think that's why you, and this is me looking in and having known you for the better part of your life, right? Better yeah. part of my life. You you choose the hard path. You like failing. You like learning from the failure to grow as, a, as an individual. And I think the bodybuilding aspect is just another piece of that. And that's why you've gone on to doing the dirt biking. And this is why you go on to do the creative ventures, which I would love to talk to you about in a moment. But like you're doing things and you're learning and growing as an individual and seeing things and it is this kind of a beautiful thing and that's exactly what i do with, with bodybuilding and, and you and i you trained me to be more of a bodybuilder i always likened myself to being a power lifter yeah, um, um you're with me you know you eventually get it towards the end after i'm done coaching you oh man he's manipulating me to be a bodybuilder <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, like i like volume you know and eventually yeah. every you figure out the shit later on but in the beginning you're going my way <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, like we, Brian and I, we worked out together for years and it was one of those things where eventually you're like, because those guys over there, like they're, they're eating everything they possibly can and they're only lifting three times. Hmm. Maybe we should do that. And there's no such thing as cardio. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's an interest. It's a, it's an interesting hobby, lifestyle, sport. It's an it's interesting, used to be subcategory. Now it's becoming a mainstream category, fitness. And um, that's actually kind of, uh, you know, no, talk about like, what, just to kind of backtrack a little bit where you're saying like, you know, thank you for noticing a lot of my, my traits, my characteristics. Um, and that's, I think hard is the best way. Um, you know, I feel like, and I hate to always bring it back to like our era. And I always hate to throw that around because to be honest, this is our era. This right now is our uh, the the back the back in my day. Yeah, you know, on the back, like oh, you know what I was. <laughs> but um, hard was always the right way to go. Um, you build callus in your hand, and, and you're tougher. Uh, and here's the thing about bodybuilding and with failure. Uh, I I love failing. It's a learning process, and in, and you know if you could muster up the courage to get back up, you could stay up. You know. Um, all that motivational stuff, you know, drop six times, get up seven, you know, when you're in the gym and you're training, and this is exactly why I like volume training, you bring yourself to failure and you actually, the goal is failure. At the end of the day, the goal is to fail 
<clears throat> break down the muscles enough, not destroy, not annihilate, stimulate and recover and come back stronger and do it again. But the goal is always to attempt some sort of um, mindful failure in the gym. And that's, I think that's a beautiful thing, right? So you, you, you go out and you seek failure in order yeah. to become better. And I go to the gym now because I'm on prep mode, um, three on, one off, and that's a cycle. Leg push, pull, rest, leg push, pull, rest, leg push, pull, rest. And I'll decide because I know my body if I need to chill out a little more to let the body rest and recover. But I'm seeking failure every time. And what that does, it doesn't allow me to be uh, pessimistic because I have to live in that environment in my mind that, okay, I need to, I need to make sure that this muscle is completely stimulated. This muscle is completely stimulated. This muscle is completely stimulated. And the only way to do it is to go to that point of failure and maybe just pushing back a little bit, like 10% off of failure. And then to understand that and push forward, you take that to any part of your life. What does that do for you? You know, it makes you less scared about trying. It makes you less scared about um, third party subjectives because you're just worried about, you're, you're worried about how you feel and how you're receiving it. And, and you're very connected. So to me, the gym was church. It still is. Each rep is, is, is a gospel, you know, it, it's as, as weird as that sounds. And that just kind of spills into my life. And you can see in the characteristics, if, if you know me, if you're part of my inner circle, like you are my characteristics, and I'm starting to recognize it about myself. And as you get older, you have to recognize yourself a little more <clears throat> that um, it's, it's, it's just gone in my life. Like you, 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 you got to bring yourself to failure, you know? Yeah. And, and I, you know, I have this quote in my head and it, it fits kind of nicely with, with your thought process and my thought process. And it's uh, by an unknown author. And it was, it is better to be a warrior in the garden than a garden, a gardener in a war or a farmer in a war, right? Like you prepare, prepare for, you know, plan for peace, prepare for war type of situation. It's like your body by putting yourself through these things, you're, you're really preparing yourself for something that you, you know, putting yourself out there and it, it's kind of cool to see and you you've kind of translated that now that whole mentality that you have into this new creative ventures that you've gotten into in the, probably the last five years or so yeah. um, and more so even in the past few months and you've done a lot of cool things and I, I think one of the things we talked about on the podcast that didn't get recorded because of difficulty um, on my end we talked a lot about solo travel and, and kind of recording the process of that. And, and you had some great Instagram um, stories over the past you know, couple of years, and you're starting to do a lot more great things. Um, but we talked about you going up to Lake George. And yeah. you, you told me this afternoon that you were going back up to Lake George um, you know, with some friends this time. Um, but, you know, for those of you who don't know Lake George, Lake George is in upstate New York, uh, just on the outskirts of the, um, you know, the Adirondack State Park. Uh, that's a massive wildlife area. And uh, it's just a beautiful place. And Neil had gone up there in September, was it, I think? Um, man, I think around that time. Yeah, it was cold. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was like kind of around the same time that I had gone um gone camping up there so so similar um it was, but, it was both our minds yeah it was on both of our minds but see i one thing that i haven't really gotten accustomed to is traveling alone what i do is i do a lot of hikes by myself i do a lot of fishing trips by myself and i i say sometimes it's not about catching fish when i go fishing 
I, I think, you know, that's a big misconception of people when most fishermen is most fishermen aren't searching for the, you know, the white whale. They're searching for themselves when they're out there, um, you know, getting that time alone with themselves and the, their thoughts and something beautiful about that. And I, you take it to a whole nother level where you're actually going, you went up to Lake George for, for a couple of days by yourself. I, up to Vermont. I was going up to Vermont to Burlington. Yeah. Lake Champlain. Yeah. And a good old champion. I do believe we talked about champion a little bit too. Um, but so tell me a little bit about what do you plan when you start to decide that you're going to do something by yourself like that? I think the thought of traveling really by oneself is scary, right? Uh-huh. Um, man, that's a great question. Um, you're really peering into my personality here and uh, I love it. I love, you know, I think the whole part of being out here and creating is you're trying to share a part of yourself and you're hoping uh, you hit your, your group, you hit, you, you hit your people. And you're hoping that you're talking to your people and, you know, you forget about the rest. So I enjoy talking about my personal life and my thoughts. I mean, how many times do you get asked these great questions and, you know, kudos Ever. to you Mike, for, for coming up with these things. These are great questions, man. Um, so answering the question, what do I think about? I think about um, the human experience. And I think about like uh, Bruce Lee's quote, um, he was getting interviewed one time. Right. And he was, they're asking, oh, you're, you're a great superstar. He's like, I don't want to be a superstar. Why don't you call me like a super, super person? Like the human, just a person, super, you know, cool. And I think his biggest thing was to express yourself as honestly and as, as beautifully as you can as a human being. And that always kind of like, I used to do martial arts and that always kind of got into my heart. And by going out and doing these things, I asked myself, what speaks to my humanity? And I think what speaks to my humanity is adventure. I mean, I'm definitely, um, I'm a bit of a nut. I mean, I'm on a dirt bike at 32. I'm going to break something, you know? I uh, know you're not. You know, um, and what I look for is places that um, I can, like, I can document creatively, that I can tell a story in my head. And I also, there is this, like, cookie jar of memories that I like to pull out every now and then and remind myself that, man, you did that on your own, you know, oh, you did this and you went adventuring and, you, you know, for the most part, you, 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 you traveled alone. And for me, uh, I'm actually a, a, a secretly a quiet guy. Uh, I just, I just re I'm really good at communicating myself, but uh, I, I ruminate a lot. I brood <laughs> a lot. I think about um, the significance of my life in correlation to the world. And by traveling, it, it, it expands that for me. And it, there's a joy. There's a joy. And, you know, I, I kind of, I just look for places that would wow me. And it, it's not that I want to travel alone all the time. I love company. Right. I love company. It's just that I'm not trying to wait on somebody. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to go, oh, come on, man, we got to plan all this. And I'm not trying to babysit someone. I'm not trying to hold someone hand, someone's hand because there is, there's a bit of a, a, of a tough guy. I mean, it says, well, sit on down while I walk. You know, like if, if you're not going to move with me, move aside because I need to experience life. So my, my want to experience life is more than my want to uh, wait on somebody. And it might sound mean, but, you know, I've been doing pretty good with this mentality. And it's it's given me a lot of opportunity. And it goes with my, my, my entrepreneurship. It goes with like, okay, I'm going to get a dirt bike or okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to do bodybuilding. I, I'm going to compete. I'm going to make movies. I'm going to film. I'm going to document. I'm going to. I'm going to invest in, in, in all my other investments. Oh, my, can you still see me? My camera. Yeah. Like, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can so, see. So, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna move the way I need to move, and it builds like this character in me. But again, like I'm not looking to be alone all the time. You right. Know, having, well, being with the right. It, I think, you know, to, if I can interject, you, you're telling, you're living your story and your life as you want to live it, right? And you, you hit it on the head. I, I used to work for a travel company. It was my first job out of college. And um, the travel company was a travel club. And we used to get calls from people all the time saying, you know, oh, I'm traveling alone. You know, I'm going to Europe, um, you know, which you're not really going to be alone if you're in Rome, let's say, right? Like you're, you'll, you'll be okay. Right. Like, yeah. um, it, yeah. but uh, it, it was interesting to me that we, we had purchased the, the company I worked for a, a woman's travel organization that was really to help women travel together. Women that wanted to see things that maybe their significant others um, didn't want to go see. And maybe they didn't have a significant other this way. They had travel companions. And it was always interesting to me to think like, you know, why wouldn't you want to just go, if, if I want to do something, I'll go do it. I'm not going to wait on someone and I'm not going to, you know, I understand not everyone's like that. And that's why organizations like that exist. And that's kind of the beauty of that, right? Is, is we get to pick and choose what wars we fight. Um, and that's not one of my wars. And I just never had to, I mean, I've, you know, anything that, like I said, that I've ever wanted to do, I pretty much have gone and done like you, um, or plan on doing in some way, shape, or form. But the the key point, I guess, that I was trying to poke at a little bit here was, you know, the, the planning process, right? I think when you're traveling by yourself, the planning process kind of changes a little bit. Oh, like, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, so well, we, we sorry, if that's the question for me. The travel process is looking at the map and just kind of looking at what cool surroundings there are, right? And you're like, oh, yeah. is, I'm just curious, like there's a peak here it's next to the ocean let me go check that out and you just go you know yeah it, it see that see that's the cool part to me and i think when you're by yourself you're like let me go see what's over that hill that over there or you know let's let's go see this let's go see that and you may not get that when you're traveling with people oh, um yeah which which is fine once again because you have this ebb and flow and this balance that has to happen um this dichotomy but when you're on camp and you're and you're there alone it's literally on you you know, it's what, what does Mike want to do? What is, what does he or she want to do? And the thing is you are, no one is going to judge you because it's in here and then you just do. So like, there's no, there's no, there's no per second person saying, I don't want to do that. No, it's like, I want to do that or I'm going to change my mind halfway through. You know, you're going to go up and you're like, I want to see which I'm going to go back to the car. <laughs> I'm know? hungry now. I want some chorizo. Let's go. <laughs> You don't got to explain yourself to anybody. I think it's right. that, you know. And I don't well, think you, people get that chance to, by the way. No, I think people are scared. Uh, you know, some people are scared to live the life that they want to live. And it's it's interesting to say, like, to give yourself permission to do that. Hey, if you want to eat breakfast food for dinner and you're an adult, go ahead and do it. You know, you're, you're camping and you want to have s'mores for dinner. Hey, probably not a great decision, Neil, but I won't judge you, man. Go ahead and do it. Like, you know, that's what I like about you too, Mike. Is, and we talked about early the, the non judgmental clause, I guess, you know, uh, when you're amongst your peers who, who, who you, you vibe with. But it's cool to not judge yourself, you know? <laughs> Well, that's, that's always the hardest part, right? And I think there's there's something psychologically about each human being that makes us our own harshest critic. And we have to give ourselves the same 
kind of forgiveness and the same uh, leeway that we would give other people to ourselves and saying, it's okay if you don't want to do something. It's okay if you want to do something. Once again, within reason, um, you know, if you want to see the world and your partner doesn't, that's okay. You don't have to do the same things all the time. Go do it. You know, I, I, I'm blessed, you know, we'll say that, like, I'm 100% blessed, like that, you know, I have Donna in my life and that, you know, I'm able to she fish with me, right? Like, there's days where she's like, you know, go, you know, like, you? go explore. Be an individual. Uh, you know, I, I, I think recently, I, I maybe on, on social media, there are always memes or there's always inspirational things flying around. Uh, I think one of the things that I heard recently was that it's hard to ask one person to be everything for you. You know, to be your 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 best friend, your your lover, your your confidant, um, someone you joke around with, someone you could invest your future with, you your everything. You know, to have the interest that you're having, and to be only focused on you. It's hard just to ask one person to do that. So I I think, and I'm not I haven't been in a long term relationship in a while, but I think it's okay to go be an individual because you shouldn't put all that onto one person. You know, know. it's a big weight. I mean, when you talk about like Atlas, right, Atlas holding the weight of the world on their shoulders, it's like, you know, you can't put your weight on someone else's shoulders 100%, right? And when you're in a relationship and you can't expect them to like everything and understand everything that you want to do. And that's fine. I mean, but you actually went out and you went up to Lake George. You went up to Burlington, Vermont by yourself, created some cool videos. We went hiking this summer um, and we took you to this cool little place. Uh, I'll, I'll blow it up because everyone knows what it is, Hagelbarney State Park, right? Um, and we, we went hiking and you've done some amazing creative ventures along the way. And I think that's kind of the, you know, be still my heart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So, you, you know, is the goal for you to continue to live the outdoor life and kind of record your adventures along the way? And or do you see yourself doing this for a long time? Yes. Uh, I, uh, I think as long as I have the adventure at heart, I will always want to do it. Um, depending on my future and how things end up, I might be restricted in some ways, but uh, for me, the end goal is expressing my humanity, whether it's... Um, hiking or, or bodybuilding or filmmaking or, or sitting at home and looking at the wall, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think the goal is, is to feel at peace. I mean, you never really feel at peace, but when you, when you feel like you have like a little piece of that, I think you try to fight for it all the time. And that's just me when I go out with you or, or when I go to on these solo adventures, that's me hunting for peace, you know, and it, it's something that I'll just always do. I don't think I'll ever stop, man. If I stop, it would have to be a big reason. Um, maybe a kid, you know, but yeah. at that point you take the kid with you. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you, you have to, right. Yeah. yeah. Cause you want them to experience the things that you didn't experience. Right. Cause you know, growing up where we did and how we did that, you know, we didn't do these things. No, like, it just wasn't what we did. Um, but you're, you're out there and you're doing it now. And I think um, that's pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. How, so, you know, we we're coming up on a, about a half hour. We try and keep these pretty short. Like I said, you are going to join us with the entire gang tomorrow night. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about dirt biking and we'll talk a little bit more about um that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Brian Brian wants to talk a little bit about your uh your camping slash hiking extravaganza that you guys did up in the Catskills. <laughs> that's a story. That's a story. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I remember that. I don't even know how I, or why I didn't go on that one, but when he told me about well, I'm, that, I'm glad you did. Not because I wouldn't want you there, because it was a lot. A lot of things went wrong, um, but the main things went right. <laughs> well, but once again, it's it, the challenge. Yeah, is what makes it sometimes right? Like you, and, and I get like you know there were some other things that had happened and whatnot, but like you're not. We'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow, yeah, but I, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll tease it a little bit today. Um, but Neil, this was an absolute pleasure, man. Um, you know, I I think the world of you, and you know, when when the snow finally melts, we got about two feet so far here. Uh, you know, we definitely want to have you back up for some more barbecue because oh, smoker smoker looks lonely out there, man. Need some brisket or something on it. Yeah, man, I'm 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 game. I'm 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 always game, man. As long as as, as, as I can do it, why not, man? I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. And tomorrow we got a uh, we got we're gonna have this little thing again, and it's gonna be fun to see the gang and and like see what kind of stuff we come up with. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll um it, tomorrow will probably be not as uh you know kumbaya ish. We'll <laughs> probably be more funny. Yeah, um, like rowdy. I, I, we know. like a little rowdy. <laughs> you know the entire gang together sometimes it gets a little wild and crazy but you know um (laughs) we we appreciate everyone uh you know tuning in and if you enjoyed what you saw please go ahead and give neil a follow the links will be in the description below um and that'll be to his youtube his instagram did you create a facebook did i see that uh i I don't i'm not no i have my own personal facebook i don't have like a facebook for like whatnot i mean instagram and, and youtube man I'm not a big Facebook guy. And, and your instagram handle is hoisen yeah, h-o-y-z-n yep and then you're on the youtubes at reneal el cordo so uh, once again i will link to that check out his latest video he did just join youtube but uh this video that he posted is fire i absolutely love it um and it is titled what is street photography there you go <laughs> Yeah, see, and it's not just literally him sitting down taking pictures of streets. Obviously, that's would be too literal. <laughs> if you think that way, maybe not click. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not click. Uh, but you might be into it. Who knows? I mean, you know, or click. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and we we tried a little bit something different with the cameras. Uh, not all the guys have high def cameras, so you know, in this crazy world of Zoom meetings, we appreciate you dialing in from your fancy dancy camera over there. I did the same with my Sony Alpha sixty five hundred. Shout out to Sony. I have a Canon, so shout out to Canon. We're enemies technically. Ooh. Naughty. <laughs> so naughty. Um, And once again, thank you everyone for listening. Give us a like, give us a thumbs up, leave us a comment. And if you like what you heard or want to hear anything else, leave us a message on our anchor site, which will also be linked linked at below or down below. Uh, Fumbled that one a little bit there. Um, You know, I may or may not know where a bear den is. And you know that my (laughs) second time in in two weeks, we'll talk about fighting a bear, of course, hypothetically, jokingly. If you if know you, who always jokes about wanting to fight a bear? No. 
your brother Brian is always like, I will fight a bear for you. I would fight a bear for you too, Neil. Hacker, you hackers have something with destroying bears. We love bears. That's yeah, that's the problem. We absolutely love bears. I, I think there's something magical about them as creatures. My surfboard, I had um, custom done, and it's got a a nice uh, Inuit style um, bear on the on the top of the board. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll um I'll take your picture and I'll send it to you. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, shout out to Mike Zakelli for for getting that for me. All right, so that was the Hacker Outdoors podcast with Michael Hacker, Brian.